they had all the information that he presented to us to prove that they were bullshitting. And they just simply decided, you know, to to write the story in a way that made it look like he just made everything up. Welcome back to BS with Brian Simpson. Uh, Episode 87? Is it? 86. 86. We rocking and rolling, man. 86. It's been a long time. Um, We're going to do something special for episode 100. No, we're not. Actually, I might do a... (laughs) I might do a giveaway. I might do a little giveaway, you know? I might give away some headphones. Some of y'all have, may have noticed I've been switching up the headphones for the recording. Um, I, uh, right now, I got on my Focal Batiste. Um, so so let, me, let, me, let, me, let me go into that real quick. A little, little quick tech review. Quick tech review. Um, so my, my Neo G9 57-inch, for whatever reason, I don't, know if it was a, I don't know if it was the update to Windows or the firmware update to the 57 anyway it's awesome as always i'm still loving it i haven't had any problems i just found a monitor arm that can hold it the ergotron does not not yet anyway um so that's what's but anyway i've i've gone through the headphone space right now um i need some in-game headphones if you you know i'm not a tech person like i'm not i would not put myself in that space but i am you know but certain things the phones the headphones the PC monitors, those sorts of things that I've just researched for me and and televisions. I, I can tell you a bit about those things in my own personal experience uh, with those things. Um, so right now I'm doing I'm doing the headphone thing. Um, so in, in terms of consumer headphones, because I travel a lot, I've had the Sony uh, XM5s. Those to me. I would recommend for the average person, they they the Swiss Army knife. In terms of value, they they're probably the best value. I haven't had a chance to try the new Bose uh, Ultra uh, Quiet Comfort Ultras. Uh, I'm sh- I hear they're comparable to the XM5s. Right now, though, XM5s top of the pile for me in terms of what I would recommend to the average person. Um, they do it all for travel. They're lightweight. They the noise canceling is top notch. The, they sound great. Um, but I also have the Bowers and Wilkins PX8. I also have the uh, the H95s from Bang and Olufsen. I also have had the. Uh, I just recently returned the Mark Levinson 5909s, and it's not because they sound bad; they sound great. But they kept disconnecting while I was in the middle of phone calls. They kept just turning off, and so. And for what they cost, I think they fourteen hundred dollars or something crazy like that. For what they cost, nah. That's not that's not acceptable. Um, I'm waiting on my Dolly IO 12s. Those are supposed to be the in-game joints. 70 millimeter uh, drivers. They use the same um, uh, technology that Dolly uses in their speakers. And Dolly is like, you know, top of the pile in terms of, you know, they they, they set they sell in 50, 80, dollar speakers, you know, and they decided to make headphones out the blue. Supposedly, these are in-game headphones. I haven't heard. I don't know anyone personally. Uh, that's had them. It's impossible to find a review of them. Um, they haven't even shipped yet. So um, I went to my local, you know, you got to go to one of those audio stores where they sell the speakers and get them because Dolly, I think only two stores in Austin sell them. So I already went, I put down my deposit. I'm waiting on the Dollies and I'll tell you what, what whether they conquer the pile or not. Um, my, my PX8, they sound amazing. They work great. My problem with the PX8s was that 
they're they're not for people with big big heads. Same thing with the H95s. They barely fit on my head. And so the band, the band kept breaking because it, it was flexing. The Focal Batiste, they're just big enough. I would like the cups to be a little bigger. I, I, uh, the H95s have magnetic, like detachable magnetic cups. So I don't understand why they don't sell bigger versions, like bigger cups for people with bigger heads or bigger ears. Um, and the phone calls aren't great. You know, the, the XM5s have pretty decent phone calls. The Focal Batiste have pretty excellent phone call quality, but that's something that's really overlooked a lot. Um um, but right now, the Focal Baptiste, I, every time I, like, you know, I'm, I got my my little wall of headphones, and every time I go to leave the house, I find myself grabbing the Focals. I love the way they sound, you know, and I ain't one of these motherfuckers that, you know, because some people, they sit there and measure and tell you the frequencies and the responses, and, the, you know, they sitting there looking at numbers and deciding whether they like something instead of the, instead of how it sounds. You understand know what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. that, that's what matters. It's like, so it's like if I put if I could do like a blind test and tell you and you tell me which one sound better, I guarantee you it wouldn't be the same ones that measure the best. You know what I mean? It's like that, that's to me, that's right. a that's a weird way for you to decide what you like, because, you know, the human ear responds differently to different things. And as you get older, different frequencies fall out or become more pronounced, you know. And so it's weird to for me, for people to tell you to tell you whether something's good by how it measures. You know, I mean, now obviously certain measurements mean that something couldn't be good, right? But they don't mean something's right. guaranteed to be good. So uh, I say, put them on your fucking ears, and this, you know, that's how you decide. And for me, these sound the best, and they have the the wireless. Like right now, they're plugged in right now. I'm doing the podcast with them right now. They have a DAC mode, so you you turn them, you know, you turn it on DAC mode, and it's not, and and you plug, you know, you can use them not wireless and they sound even better. So to me you know the Sony XM5s are the best all around joints. The Focal Batiste are the best sounding joints and um for the, at the price point. Now when you get into these damn dollies, these these are $1200. You know, and then the, the most next expensive ones are the Solitaire uh the Solitaire Ts. I think they want 14 16 for them. You know, but as soon as I started looking up any reviews, you know, one one of the nicks was might not be good for larger heads. So right away, I ain't even going through all that because I already know I have one of the larger heads, and that's a wrap, right? And for sixteen hundred dollar headphones, it's like they should be able to fit larger heads. I don't understand. You know, they, you know, they test these over there in Scandinavia, wherever the fuck, on people with little with little heads. It's like it's, it's you know, America. We the diabetes capital of the world. We need big. <laughs> Big head options, you know. So anyway, like like I said, if you're looking for headphones, I recommend the XM5s. If anyone's tried the the Bose Quiet Comfort Ultras, those are the great for the average consumer headphones. I, audiophile people, I'm not talking to you. Okay, just go, go with your little fucking measurements and go measure. You know what I mean? But for me right now, this is what's up. The these these uh the Focal Batiste. Like if you're trying to step it up a notch. You know, and and, and, uh, and and I'm talking about price point, right? When I say the XM5s are the best, I'm talking about for value. They're about almost $400, $380 something. And when you talk about premium consumer headphones, that's about where it starts. Three, $350 to $400. If you're spending that kind of money, the XM5s are the best ones for my money. The, the, mm-hmm. You know, the next level up. Now, if you're in the Apple ecosystem, you know, you're going to spend about $700 for, the, for, the, for those. Th- they're fine. 
you know, I don't know anyone that like hates them. I don't like the way they charge. I don't like the fact that it sticks you more in Apple's ecosystem. I don't think they're very comfortable to wear for a long time. They're, um, but that's that's just me. Um, but you can't go wrong with either one. The Apple AirPod Max, the Sony XM5s, um, they're they're both great. The next level up, when you get into the seven hundred, eight hundred dollar range, I mean, because I think the AirPods Max compare more to like the Bauer and Wilkins, the PX8s, PX7X2s. I'm going with Bowers and Wilkins. They're they're you know if you don't have a big ass head, they're amazing. Um, they really are. The British know how to do luxury. If they feel good, that lamb skin or whatever the fuck it is, it feels great. <laughs> um, you know, and once you get up to the thousand dollar range, you know, now we now we talking crazy up here. You know, I'm I'm reaching for my four cows. I think these are what eight hundred bucks or something like that. I'm reaching for them. Are they sending them to me for free? Maybe, perhaps, may chance. I, you know, I don't reveal my sources, but. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm sitting around here, and and then and I'm also waiting on the RDs, uh, the RDs. I forget what they call them, but those are for gaming. So I have another whole set of ga- headphones for gaming for my computer, that, and I still haven't decided because I can't make choices. All right, what's the difference with the gaming ones? Is it just it's lower latency and it has the the microphone on it? Right, right. They have um, they they I think there's more emphasis on mic quality. Um, what, what I'm hearing about the RDs is uh, they're the best headphones. Period. So gaming or otherwise, but a lot of times too, what happens, you know, the, the gaming, um, uh, headphones, they're usually, um, you know, they're powered by the PC They're you know, they, they're designed, they don't have their own built-in amp cause they don't need it. You know what I mean? Um, mm-hmm. and, uh, and, uh, I think, I think they're tuned differently for better frequency responses, explosions and all that kind of shit. Um, but also the, the big thing with the gaming headphones is they, you know, they gamify every fucking thing because everybody wants lightning bolts and fucking, you know, uh, LED yeah. blinking shit on him. Uh, <clears throat> but Who fucking cares. Right, right, right. Exactly. And they're and they're, most of the time they have somewhere to plug in a microphone, which uh, or have like a little uh, boom on them or something like that. Um, so we'll see. I, you know, these these are supposedly in-game gaming headphones wireless and we're gonna see i keep hearing about them they, they're out of stock every fucking where mine aren't gonna be here until december so we'll see how that goes uh all right so enough for boring out my sh- i probably shouldn't do tech at the top of the episode because some people most people don't give a fuck but that's where i'm at right <laughs> now in my tech journey is is this also new vehicle i have an audi audi a6 this is my one complaint because I, I I've, I've test drove a whole bunch of these cars, you know, the Audi, the BMW, the Mercedes, these these like entry level luxury cars. And man, let me just say this: these these companies, these um, these car manufacturers, they really do half ass on the tech a lot of bit. Like every single car I've driven or bought or leased that has some kind of tech. It's always problems. And I'm talking about basic problems, like just connecting Bluetooth. Like you, I think I complained about this last week, but you you can fucking, you can get a $5 pair of of Bluetooth headphones at 7-Eleven that connect to your shit immediately. And you get in your car and it's like, oh, confusion. How? You guys are, (laughs) you guys, you know, you design engines. Don't go cheap. Like if you selling a if you selling a 60, 70, 80, 90, 100, 150,000 dollar car, 
get the top-notch Bluetooth transmitter. Like, what is the fucking problem? I don't get it. I, I don't I don't get how they half-ass on the tech. You know, they like they pack these cars with tech, especially BMW. They pack the car with tech, and then they half-ass on like the transmitters and shit. It's like the, the car can fucking drive itself. It can tell you, you know, the things these cars can do now are amazing. And then and then when it comes down to the part that lets you actually interact with all that tech, you know, it, it, it blows my mind. And it's, it's such a thing that they half ass because if, if, if you call their customer service and shit, they'll just go, oh, yeah, that's just a problem we having. Like, like it's just acceptable, you know? They need to put me in charge of tech over there at BMW, Mercedes, Audi. Like, hey, get, get, get this shit the fuck out of here. It took them a decade to make it so that the uh, the touchscreens didn't have any lag in the car. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah, people... I think that's cheap components. Oh, it definitely that's, is. That's they, they, they cheap out on, like, Chinese components for that. It definitely is. That's the same reason why, like, those Roku built-in TVs or, like, Netflix built into them. You, like, press a button and then you wait, like... 10 Mississippi for it to actually like get to the menu. Oh yeah. It's, 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 it blows my mind. Um, that, that, in a, you know, someone buying a $150,000 car, $180,000 car has like, you know, it's like, instead of, instead of y'all putting the, you know, the $50 screen in the car, you could put the $250 screen in the car and you just, you just don't, I don't, I don't get that. Just throw it into the price. Somebody spending that kind of money on a car, not me, but somebody spending that kind of money, <laughs> they'll pay the extra two fifty for a nicer screen. I don't understand what these car like why they think they can just half-ass things when it comes to yeah, that. That's fucking crazy. The the interface, the part they interact with, you interact with the car with. You over here half-assing shit. It don't make sense to me. Now my Audi's great. Like the touchscreen is amazing. But just just the, the problems with the connectivity sometimes it just blows my mind, you know, because it's it, 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 there's a lot of features where it's got to connect to them somewhere through the satellite or whatever the fuck. And it just sometimes it just don't. And and they'll be like, yeah, it's just not, you know, or you or you go down there and you try to talk to somebody and they don't know what the fuck they talking about. And they hoping you don't know what the fuck you talking about. So they just tell you whatever. <laughs> Nothing pisses me off more than that. Don't be dismissive. You know, I remember when I was having a problem with my last car with the Bluetooth and the bitch tried to tell me, oh, that's just how Bluetooth works. No, the fuck it ain't, bitch. <laughs> this is Bluetooth is it's half of my it's half of my life. Not not half, but it's a large portion of my life. Headphones and speakers. And oh, yeah. So my go to speaker is the the uh, the, the banging off. I forget the name of that shit. The banging off in the little circle joint. I forget the name of that shit. Um, but I, I had I have two of those, and then I have this Sony uh the XG three hundred. Okay, this is my go to joint. I take one of those on the road with me, no matter where I go, depending on where I'm going. Because depending on where I'm going is whether I'm gonna take a big suitcase or the little one. You know, if I take the little one, I'm gonna take the little circle, the banging all of a sudden. I forget the name. Can you look it up, Rob? The banging. Are you talking about? Are you talking about the? Bayo Sound A9? The Bayo Sound A9. Yeah. Oh no. No, no, it's not, the A9. it's not the A9. It's not the A9. It's a it's a little a1. circle. One. The little circle it's like a little one. Like it's a like hockey puck. A1. It's like that like yeah, the A series is like all the little circle ones. Um okay. Hold on, let me see here. It looks like it. Bluetooth speaker? Yeah, it's a Bluetooth speaker. B N O speaker. Let me see cuz I I don't know why I'm asking you to look it up like I don't have a fucking computer right in front of me. 
Well, I'm I'm looking at a little hockey puck one. Oh no 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 my, my nigga the A nine that's not a little speaker at all. That's a <laughs> no 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 the A one the A one is the little speaker. The A one's like a three hundred dollar. Uh, let me see, let me make sure I know what I'm talking about here. So no, the A nine is like a four thousand dollar like yeah, but but you know what? I've been somewhere where they had one of those. Man, that's great. Yeah, yeah. So the A one, the A one second generation, those are so amazing. Like this is a two hundred and seventy nine dollar speaker, this little one, but it sound like a five hundred dollar speaker, like a seven hundred dollar. It is amazing to just a little personal hotel joint. It's unbelievable. It's unbelievable, honestly. Um, but yeah, but, but you know they make some goddamn good little. Bluetooth speakers. I ain't gonna. I ain't gonna. I ain't gonna hold you. Um. Anyway, so moving on from the tech situation, we got we got a few emails, right, Rob? I want to respond to some of them. I, I got a yes, glance. Sir. I got a glance at them. Are they in the Trello? Yeah, there's some in the Trello. Was there a particular one you wanted to? We did. We did get a follow up on the Hamas, uh, Israel, uh, thing from Tony. Oh um, yeah. Oh, also my man's in them. So I read I read one of the YouTube comments. Remember our the, our boy last episode that was like, you know, they he's drowning in debt and his wife won't get a job. Yeah, yeah. He asked her to move out. Fuck out of here, bitch. Nah, 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 <laughs> nah. Hey. Okay. Um. Damn, I got that. That this blue is shining right on my goddamn glasses. Okay. Um, I don't see. Oh, okay, they're right here. Dog in apartment, wrecked vagina. Wow, let's do all both of these. Uh, hiya, Brian. Uh oh, here we go. Who starts with hiya? Um, hiya. Love your show. <laughs> you are hilarious. Your advice isn't bad either. Yeah, most of the time we on point with the advice. I mean, we we have some hard misses. Can you help me out with a little issue? Of course. I recently signed a lease that does not allow animals, but I have a small dog, a very well-behaved, no-shedding, non-barking older dog. I signed the lease knowing that having the dog in the apartment will violate the lease. So my question for you is, should I take my chances and sneak the dog in and hope the landlord doesn't find out? The property is a townhome on an isolated street and the landlord lives about five miles away. I have no reason to believe that he will be checking in on me or the property with any frequency, but it's possible that he may find out from neighbors or if he drives by and sees me walking the dog, or should I proactively tell the landlord that I have a small dog after I move in? Of course I would pay for any damages the dog may cause and or additional pet rent. Having a pet is not grounds for eviction, but the landlord would probably be pretty pissed at me. Appreciate the help. Mm, Vivian. Okay, Viv, look. Um, I, I've been in a situation like this. Um, and the truth is, um, obviously you can't get rid of the dog. That's not an option. I'm guessing you're one of these, that's my little fur baby type of people. So, <clears throat> it depends on which which scenario you can live with do you think that sneaking around with the dog is going to stress you to the point you know where, where, it's, where it starts affecting you physically and mentally because because I, I i get what's going on i mean i'm that type of person where it's like just hiding it and sneaking it that's too much for me you know mm-hmm. you know but if you're the type of person that can handle that the level of stress of all the sneaking and shit then sneak you know but 
I'm one of those clear air type of motherfuckers. Now, I don't know if I would necessarily tell the whole truth to the landlord. You know, um, and I also don't know if you if you're already living there. But but so all I can tell you is what I would do. Okay, if I'm in your situation and I'm talking about it's me, I can't handle the stress of the lie. Not for long. But what I'm going to do is I'm going to sneak at first. Okay. I'm going to sneak at first. Give it a couple months. Then I'm going to call a landlord. You know, that gives you time to think of a good lie. Okay. Now, the lie has to be something that can't be can't be disproven. Okay. Think of a good lie. Um, you know, somebody died. It's an emergency. You got to wash their dog from time to time. Yeah, something like that. So you have get you have to tell you have to get you know somewhere in the middle of lying and, and coming clean. Give the landlord you know a a, a a reason why there would be a dog there on occasion. You know, hey, I, my you know sometimes my sister you know has to go has to fly to town. I watch her dog for a couple of weeks. I'm willing to pay for damages or whatever but this he's an old well-behaved dog that kind of thing so that way if he ever stops by and happens to see the dog he's he doesn't feel like you disrespecting him or her right right or you can be one of these goody two-shoes and come clean you know because if paying pet rent is not a problem like if it's not a money issue you know, maybe come clean and walk around with a clean conscience. But now you're rolling the dice. Now you're rolling the dice. Um, cause it, the, because the thing is, if you move in and then tell him right away, he's going to already feel like you was plant, you, you planting his face. You know? And then you're going you're gonna to start off with a tumultuous relationship with the person that, you know, can affect your life in a, in a major way. Also, I don't know where you live. Because, you know, if you live in Texas, you can't fuck around with the landlord. Because the the government is on their side for sure every time. Um, if you live in California, I was gonna say that's a big that's a big thing. Which state you're in? Oh yeah, that's huge. If you live in California, you could. Pre- if you live in California, you could go. You could probably bend your landlord over the threshold and fuck him in the ass, <laughs> and and they'll find him. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> if you if you live in Texas, you come home and the landlord could be cooking in your kitchen, and and the state will be like, well, here's his property. You know what I mean? So. To me, those are the two extremes. Um, but like I said, in these type of situations, there really isn't a wrong answer. It simply depends on what outcome you're looking for and which and which 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 course of action you can live with. Always, I always do this. What's going to give you the most peace of mind? Because nothing's worth that. Nothing's worth your peace of mind. So when you have a tough decision to make, and you know, and 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 they, you just can't pick. That's the qu- next question you need to ask. Which of these paths? Will I be able to have the most peace if I take? You know, that's that, that's how I do it. You know, and then not not that, that you'll always make the right decision, but you'll have peace at the end of it. All right, next uh, email. Thanks, Viv, for the email. Wrecked vagina. Now, how can you not read an email that starts with, with, with that's the subject line? Hi, Brian. Just wanted to mention. Not every pregnant woman that carries a baby full term ends up with stretch marks, nor does a vaginal birth result in a wrecked vagina. Quote, I met I, I myself had a small belly, nine pound baby and a cesarean birth. Take care, Monica. Um, I don't know what 
what you're responding to exactly, Monica. If that's something I said, you know, we're ultra corporadarians over here. Boop, 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 boop. I, I, uh, that's our little tagline. Ultra corporadarian. Um, yeah, we don't always <laughs> we don't always know what we're talking about. I don't know what I what context I said that in. I talk a lot, and, and so it helps if you reference an episode or even a timestamp, guys. If you emailing the show time, if you emailing the show and you referencing something I said on the show, timestamps make my dick hard. Because because <laughs> because I don't know what you're talking about. I, I don't know what argument I was making. I don't know what you know. But uh, I don't think all babies result in erect vagina. I don't think that's true at all. Um, I don't I don't well, know. Certainly not ones given birth to by cesarean. Exactly. I don't think. Yeah, I think the, a cesarean section is actually. Yeah, avoids the wreck vagina completely. Um, also, um, I think st- I don't stretch marks are still hot to me. You know, I like a, I like the marks I like of the battle. Stars. Yeah, I mean, stretch to me. I don't know. I, I, you know, stretch marks are a woman thing. Men don't give a fuck about no stretch marks. I don't, I don't know no men where that's an issue. You know, I would love to refer to the old Cat Williams joke if we could get a clip of that joke. You go, hey, it either means you got you was big and got little, or you was little and got big. <laughs> but it, it, it's not a turn off for for most of the men I know, you know. So it's like I, I you know, those just battle scars, you know. Hell yeah, a little seasoning. Um, mm-hmm. So, uh, but thank you, Monica. Um, you, uh, a nine pound baby is that a lot? I don't even know that either. Honestly, that's normal, but that's on the higher end of normal. That's not like crazy, though. All right. That's not like vagina wrecking. Okay. So Monica basically said, (laughs) Monica basically said, um, I had a cesarean section and an average baby. My my vagina's fine. Well, congrats, Monica. (laughs) Um, Hey, Brian. Hey, Rob. In episode 79 at around 4715. Ah, you see this? You see this? Monica. Thank you, Andrew. In episode 79 at around 47.15. That's all we need, baby. Start every email like that right there. So around episode, so I'm, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go to the episode and play that. Around episode, hold on. Um, just because just because he did that. Okay, so BS for Brian Simpson. Videos. Then about 10 episodes back. Around episode episode 79, around 40. What did he say? 47. 47.15. 47. Oh, damn. 42. 47.15. Okay. Okay. So let, so let me pause it there just to see. Okay. Around 47.15, you guys were talking about your use of headphones and heightened senses that were possibly symptoms of ADHD. I related to that couple minute discussion more than you could imagine. Okay. So let me see what he's talking about. House. And, and listen. And if you ask me what my problem is, I I think <clears throat> you know it's the same reason. Like I get I get a lot of sh- I used to get a lot of shit for wearing my headphones everywhere. I always got them, you know. I got several different kinds and all that. And and, and a lot of times I w- I would be like you know in the in the sacred ground of the comedy store or something. I got my headphones on. And some people take offense to that. You know, what's your problem? Why you only got my headphones on? And listen. I think maybe if I was evaluated by a psychiatrist, it would probably have something to do with like an unstable childhood and my need to control all the variables around me. 
so I can feel stable. <sighs> but my ego's response to that is, be interesting, bitch. I got my headphones on because what's happening in there is more interesting than what the fuck you talking about. You know? Because that's what, when something interesting happened, I go, <clears throat> and I'm, I'm in there. Mm. You know? But you, you, bars. Okay, that's enough. He says, I related to that couple minute discussion more than you could imagine. I've never gone for testing to see if I in fact have ADHD, but after many years of struggling with aspects of my life, I decided to go for a full eval at the end of the month. Well, congratulations on taking charge of your your mental health. Um, um, I was diagnosed as a child, um, and uh, and so uh, as an adult, it was diagnosed as depression. But I think they go hand in hand. Um, I, and I think the ADHD was probably more on point. Um, I used to think I was just anxious or depressed, but as I've gotten older, I find that a lot of my issues seem to fit into the symptoms of, of ADHD that aren't as talked about. For instance, I never realized how much I rely on my headphones while running errands. A while back, I started a new relationship, and the first time we went grocery shopping together, I went obviously headphoneless to the same Whole Foods I always go to, and it was like I was in a new place. I couldn't focus. I couldn't find items. I get almost weekly, and I, it was just a bizarre feeling. I feel you on that, brother. It's like the sound of a pod or music keeps the noise in my head and or in life at bay enough that I can focus on the task at hand, and without it, I'm scrambled. I'm not trying to self-diagnose based on podcast info. That's exactly what you're doing. But I appreciate hearing from other people I respect that have similar issues. So thank you. Yeah, I I, I agree with that. I mean, it's definitely something worth looking into. Um, uh, yeah, I think I think the headphones is a coping thing. I mean, every time I go to the to the to the airport or to the grocery store or anywhere like that, I'm always the only person with headphones on. There. Everybody be looking at me like I'm crazy. Um, even you know. Uh, uh, and every now and then I walk in this, I run into somebody else that got them on. I'm like, cause to me, it's absolutely, you know, it's, I just can't do it. Like I, I've, I've gotten to the airport and forgot my headphones or, 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 or they broke or something like that. And I'll fucking buy a whole new overpriced pair right there in the, in the airport, you know, cause, mm-hmm. cause, cause, and I'm talking about, I see people with headphones on, on the plane, but I, I need them. I need them in the whole shit. You know what I mean? I need them in the whole experience. So, um, for instance, I never realized how much I realized. Okay, yeah, yeah. Um, I really enjoyed I mean, respect. Po- respect to this guy for to Andrew for he heard it on a podcast and he's like, I'm going to go get evaluated by a medical professional. And it's, that's exactly the way to go. Don't let TikTok or a podcast or any of that shit diagnose you with some shit. Go check it out because you might have something you know that's adjacent to that thing. You might have something that presents as one thing. But then you scratch a little bit beneath the surface and it's actually some other thing, um, you know. And also, if you can afford it, get multiple evaluations because some of these some of these psychiatrists don't know what the fuck they're talking about. Are they quacks or they're they're C students? You know what I mean? I really enjoy the pod. You're in my weekly rotation of listening. And usually what I start my Fridays with, I'm a truck driver and spend most of my hours alone during the week. So I rely on a host of podcasts and music playlists to fill the void. Keep it up. I hope to see you live if you ever come to Rhode Island. Oh, I'm sorry. Hope to see you live. Woo, that completely changes the whole meaning of that sentence. <laughs> I hope to see you live if you ever come to Rhode Island. It's wild that those two words spell the same. Be well, Andrew. Thank you, Andrew. Appreciate you, brother. Okay. Um, 
So that's all our emails for this week. Uh, let's do one news story before we... Um, um, we got an update on the Hassan Minaj situation. Oh, my God. I, I can't believe I didn't get into that right off the top. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> the New Yorker is garbage. They tried to destroy this man. With straight up just lies and embellishment and shit that like this that it made me so mad. It made me so mad that I would question somebody that I've known that you know because they made it. They made it. It's like your your my belief that a a a journalistic publication of that stature wouldn't just straight up make shit up or leave shit like wouldn't just straight up lie tell a provable a disprovable lie right is what made it such a conundrum for me because i'm like i know this dude and he don't seem like a liar you know what i mean like and and, but then at the same time it's like the shit they saying it seemed true like why would they lie about this when you can go talk to this woman or you can go talk to these people and then he put out a video last week that just straight up was like, oh, they straight up just lied. They straight up just lied or or embellished or misled. And then, you know what was funny is they responded to that by saying they stand on the story they wrote. How you stand on what you wrote? <laughs> How you standing on it? Because if you just watch the first, the because I, I encourage y'all, the first like 30 seconds is weird. But if you if you watch the first, you know, 10 minutes of that video or first five minutes of that video, you know, you you come away from it like I'm talking about Hassan Minaj's video response to the New Yorker article. You, it's infuriating because because this article came out just in time to have him out of the running for the Daily Show hosting job, which I'm sure he wanted. He didn't say that to me, but come on. The, but so and and. It's a and, good gig. Yeah, and between him and Roy Jones, I think they were the best fit for it. I mean, I mean Roy Jones between him and uh, and Roy Wood Jr. The, I think either of them, you know. But but the point is to to play with that man's life like that. And, and so if if y'all didn't, if y'all aren't familiar, um, Hassan Minaj does these storytelling things and um, tells stories in his real life. And the New Yorker, under the guise of doing a piece on him, um, put out a, a basically a hit piece saying that he was making up some of the key parts of the stories of his life. And the, and the main thing that made people upset was that they say he lied about racism, which put this white girl in danger. Um, and anyway... If Hassan Minaj hadn't been recording the interview himself, he would have been fucked because that was the only way he would he that's the only way he proved that not only did they leave out facts, but that they, they were facts that he gave to them. Mm-hmm. You know, so they had they had all the information that he presented to us to prove that they were bullshitting. And they just simply decided, you know, to to write the story in a way that made it look like he just made everything up. You know what I mean, and especially the one about the girl. So he, the, the the big thing was the girl went to the girl he tried to go to prom with, told him um, that she couldn't go to prom with him because 
um, her her parents didn't want pictures of being taken of her with a brown man, you know, to send it to their family and shit. And he and he said he told them they asked him, did that really happen? He told them it it didn't happen on prom night. It happened a few days before. But in the special, I put it on prom night because it's more engaged, which is perfectly fine. <laughs> right. But perfectly reasonable. Right. But they they made they wrote the article as if it never happened at all. And he just made it all up for and 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 he proved not only that it happened and, and they tried to make it seem like this girl was getting death threats and all this other shit. And he literally put out uh, he literally showed emails and text exchanges with this woman that proved that not only did it happen, you know, but also he did he went out of his way to protect her identity. She came to the show, saw the show, had a good time, all of these things. So it's wow. And and, and keep in mind, the New Yorker had these these receipts and these email exchanges and all of that and still put out the article because it was more sensational that way. Bruh, I, I swear to God, on oh, my mama, I will never talk to another fucking reporter. I will never deal with the with a fucking reporter. That is crazy to me. These guys are psychopaths. And I believe they're in the list. Journalists are in the list of careers that psychopaths go into. You know? Interesting. Never. Never, buddy. They can suck my dick from the back. The other thing that he brings up in the video that he posted is that he makes he does make a strict distinction between the political comedy stuff that he does in his stand-up where the political comedy says facts come first but in stand-up emotional truth is more important and I 100% agree with that um yeah as as do I um I don't uh I, I you know because I because like I said I think it's it's okay to embellish or even straight up lie uh, to get a laugh, but if you lie for to get to elicit any other emotion, people feel betrayed. You know, mm-hmm. um, and so, you know, but even that, I think it's okay to in, to to massage the truth a bit for the sake of having a better story, but it can't be straight up false. You know, and so right. Um, and so, but for them to make it seem like he was some kind of fucking psychopath that was just, <laughs> I mean, bro, like, back off the mic just a little bit. I, I'll never, I'll never trust another reporter. I'm, I'm like straight up, just straight up. It, never, it'll never fucking happen. Um, what's that? What's that? Is that the Gelman hypothesis? Is that what it is? The I don't know what that means. Gelman amnesia, that's what it's called. Uh, briefly stated, the Gelman amnesia effect is as follows. You open the newspaper to an article on some subject you know well. Uh, in Murray's case, physics. In mine, show business. You read the article and see the journalist has absolutely no understanding of either the facts or the issues. Often, the article is so wrong it actually presents the story backwards, reversing cause and effect. I cause these the wet streets cause rain stories. Papers full of them. In any case, you read with exasperation or amusement the multiple errors in a story and then turn the page to national or international affairs and read as if the rest of the newspaper was somehow more accurate about Palestine than the <laughs> poem you just read. You turn the page and you forget what you know. 
That's from Michael Crichton, the author. Well, people are psychopaths. Perfect example. Look, look at this next one. The, the pregnancy was a con. How one woman allegedly tricked countless doulas into helping deliver a fake baby. Holy shit. <laughs> For months, dozens of unwitting birth workers coached a supposedly expecting client named Caitlin Braun through a series of grotesque labor scenarios. Now, in a sprawling international court case, she faces 52 criminal charges for making it all up. In their first major magazine interviews, five of Caitlyn's accusers described how they fell under her chilling, persuasive power. In a TikTok video uploaded this March, an Ontario doula, let's call her Ashley, stares intently on the camera. She has a warning for her fellow birth workers. A a serial pregnancy faker is on the loose. (laughs) What the fuck? Pulling unsuspecting doulas into a string of ever-changing nightmare scenarios. Without naming names, Ashley imparts her message. This person was not and has not ever been pregnant. What the fuck is going on? The post quickly went viral (laughs) as other stitched videos corroborating Ashley's claims. A troubling pattern soon emerged as the identity of the accused. Caitlin Braun, a 24-year-old social worker from Brantford, Ontario, who had reportedly been DMing doulas on Instagram with myriad versions of of a shattering scenario. In many cases, the details mirrored the lived experiences of the doulas themselves and all shared a common plot. Seemingly scared and in crisis, Caitlin needed them to help her through a traumatic ordeal. Some doulas had already called the police, but Caitlin was still out there roping people in over and over again. To what end? By the time Caitlin Brown was arrested on March 13th and charged with multiple counts of fraud, criminal harassment, false pretenses, indecent acts, and sexual assault, she had allegedly enlisted dozens of doulas feeding off their compassion and manipulating their professional code. Unlike OBGYNs or midwives who are medical providers, doulas are devoted to providing comfort, advocacy, and education to clients throughout the birth process, both virtually and in person. It appears that Caitlin had found a perfect target, people whose entire job is to believe women. To address their pain instead of dismissing it, to hear them, help them, and support their choices no matter what. And support Caitlin they did. A significant emotional and financial cost to themselves. Many opted to provide their services for free. Why are you doing that? Now they share their stories in excruciating detail with the hope of raising awareness about whatever the hell happened here. What did happen? Caitlin's alleged behavior tracks with what may be a factitious disorder, a serious <laughs> mental illness where people falsify medical or psychological symptoms says Mark Feldman, MD, a clinical professor of psychiatry and adjunct professor of psychology at the University of Alabama and co-author of Dying to be Ill, the True Stories of Medical Deception. Unlike most mental illnesses, this one involves deliberateness and often tremendous planning, he explains. Many patients are also deft improvisers, spinning up convincing details on the fly. The experience is so gratifying that they can't resist, even when they know it's likely to explode in their faces. Caitlin was hyper aware of the trauma she was causing, says Nora, a 25-year-old doula who provided 10 days of phone support to Caitlin. For Samantha, 35, who supported Caitlin in person and virtually, there was even an admission. Afterward, Caitlin told me she was going to see her therapist for help, getting my brain and my thoughts figured out, she said. So whether or not she did, Caitlin continued hiring new doulas anyway. Because of a court-ordered publication ban, all the doulas' names in this story have been changed. For the same reason, Caitlin's attorney, Allison R. McDonald, and said Caitlin was unable to speak with Cosmopolitan, noting that Caitlin was still in custody. Caitlin has not entered a plea. Her social work license has been temporarily suspended. Temporarily? Um, yeah, uh, I, this is, this is mind blowing to me. I, I mean, obviously, man, I might have dated a girl or two that had this disorder. What was it called? Fictitious disorder? Factitious disorder. Factitious disorder. Shit. Um, okay. 
it's insane because like all they get out of it is just sympathy. I don't know the rush of like getting one over. Like oh my god, I'm getting away with this lie. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, the stranger's reaching in my pussy. <laughs> <laughs> That's a wild disorder to have to take it that far. It's like, oh shit, man, you showing people your pussy for not for not for <laughs> sexual reasons, just like oh, like you faking contractions? How? You know what I'm saying? Like this is the kind of woman that would have a that would have a damn C-section. Yo, wait a minute. Caitlyn could have been Vivian. Yeah, how we know Caitlyn wasn't Vivian? Or no, Monica. Monica. Monica was the one with the C-section. Was it? Vivian was the one with the dog. Vivian was. The oh, one with okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So how we know? <laughs> how we know that? Yeah, how we know Monica uh, didn't fake her? Her, you know, because she don't have a wreck vagina. You know, and it's that's definitely, how they tell whether you have factitious disorder. Exactly, they, 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 they check for damage. They check for labia damage. <laughs> God. All right, guys, uh, we gotta get, we gotta get out of here. That's uh, our wrap of the episode. We just fucking with you, Monica. We love you. Thank you for emailing the show. Um, if you got any questions, comments, concerns, you want advice from the advice champ, go ahead and email us at bs with brian simpson at gmail If you want to see me, I will be in Winnipeg uh, this weekend, uh, Friday, Saturday, or oh, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. Um, at the uh, what comedy club is it? Is it Rumors? Um, yes, it'll be Rumors Comedy Club in Winnipeg. Uh, Winnipeg, uh, Canada. Uh, if you if you're interested. Um, uh, also, uh, if if you want to leave us a voicemail, what is, what's the number, Rob? Uh, voicemail is. Three two three four five one one nine eight zero. Precisely. And if you want to support the show, go ahead and comment, like, subscribe, buy something from one of the sponsors, share the motherfucker. Go to YouTube. If you're an audio person, go to audio. If you're a YouTube person, all of that shit. All right. Uh, we love you guys, and uh, we'll see you next week.